What's going on, everybody? This is the Sheep Gishir Podcast. We talk about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I'd like to welcome you to the show. So, yesterday, on my last show, I talked about men and more about men and their issues, and we have plenty of them, and some of the things that we're upset about. But here today, as I promised yesterday, I'm going to do a show about women. Now, this is not meant to bash women. All right, I'm not here to do any of that. What I am here to do is to explain from a male point of view what I think a lot of struggles that women go through are and maybe some things that maybe they could improve as I told the men some things they could improve on yesterday. So as for today's topics, we're going to be talking about mate selection, makeup, misogyny, and the rising of the matriarchy as I see it in Western cultures especially. And we'll give some examples of matriarchal societies on Earth, because yes, they do exist in certain places. So if that interests you, stick around. You're in for a fantastic show. I'm going to roll the intro, and we're going to get started. back all right so let's kick off the show first of all the title is going to be women and wonderlust so what do i mean by wonderlust well i mean it's pretty straightforward i don't want to be one of those people that says well it's uh, lust for wondering <laughs> but that's actually what the definition says according to the webster dictionary but uh, what it really says is the delight or pleasure in roaming around or to hike so I pulled up this article from Forbes, and they are, according to their statistics, and according to the data they provide, they say that 64 of all, 64% of all global travelers are women, as opposed to the 36% of men, and the average U.S. traveler, y'all ready for this? What do you think the average age for a U.S. traveler is? I want you to, if you want, you can find me on Twitter at Austin Creed. You can hit me up on Twitter before you hear the rest of this to see what your answer is. Because I'm curious what you think it is before I give you the answer. Don't cheat now. I don't want any cheaters. Cheaters are bad. But I'm curious what y'all's answers is. You ready for this? The answer is the average U.S. traveler is 47 years of age. More precisely, a 47-year-old woman. And it says 80% of all travel decisions are made by women. And it says in 2021, one publication estimated that women who see travel as both a reward and an escape would spend a hundred and twenty-five billion on vacations. You hear that? A hundred and twenty-five billion dollars in total. That's pretty wild, isn't it? It's a lot of money. Now this backs up the claim that I made before of women having this desire for more, to see the world, to 
be like a, a free spirit, for lack of a better term. That's not necessarily a bad thing, by the way. I don't frame that as in it's a secret dick, as a sneak diss. No, it's not a sneak diss. It's just reality. Women like to be more free-spirited and men like to be more work and practical, I suppose. I would say that that's true. Your personal experience might differ, but I would say by and large, according to data, that's pretty accurate. Plus, it also reinforces another statement I made yesterday to the men of most men can't afford to be married. Most men can't afford their girlfriends. Because, uh, men, if you're still listening out here and it's not just the women in the audience, uh, your girl gonna want to travel. And uh, traveling is expensive. It even talks about this in this Forbes article. It says, travel is expensive. No duh there. And women have historically earned less than men. It says, wait a minute, wait a minute. If it says that women have historically earned less than men, here's the one thing I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. People put this forth, this wage gap, which is built off of so many falsities, by the way, if you really want to get down the nitty gritty. First of all, there's this new thing, you know, back in the 60s. Maybe some of you have heard of it. I'm not just making it up. <laughs> Equal Pay Act, anybody? Like, I think it was back in 64. Yeah. It's been illegal to do it since then, and yet people want to come and tell me that they're making less. Hey, if you are making less and you think you are, please go and sue your employer to get what you're owed. I don't want anybody out here getting shortchanged. However, if you're going to come out to me and tell me that you're getting shortchanged and I tell you, okay, well, go and sue because you that's your money and you deserve it and you don't, I know you're lying. And then you're going to get mad. Here's what I'm going to say. Are you ready? You don't want to know? You really want to know? Here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to say. But here's what I don't understand. If traveling is so expensive, why do women prioritize it so much? Well, I think it comes down to the fact that a lot of women, from what I've seen, and this might just be anecdotal, and you're, you, if you want to say that, that is totally fine. I'm not going to say you're wrong. But a lot of women who travel around the world usually end up dabbling in witchcraft. Now, whether they choose to live in that or not is a different story. But it's something I've noticed over time. And with the Wiccans being the most popular, they may be asking, what is he talking about? What are these Wiccans? Well, I have the definition here, actually. It says, Wicca, or the Wiccans, is a nature-based pagan belief system that was founded in the mid-20th century. It says, Wiccans worshipped nature and often personified the earth as the mother and the father as sky. Seems pretty basic pagan belief system. Now, for those of you who know history, especially recent history, and for those of you who listen to guys like Michael Savage, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, and guys like that as well, in fact, if you probably listen to my show, you definitely know who those people are. 
Michael Savage has talked about this in the past, if you've ever listened to him, with the Pope giving a speech at one point about the, using this language of Mother Earth and Father Sky and stuff like that in his speech. Which, when was the last time you heard a Pope say something like that? Which really puts into question how relevant the Catholic Church really still is. <laughs> Instead of them just making off with a bag. I'm not trying to insult individual Catholics out here. I'm talking more about the leadership. Religion Incorporated. When they're out here saying crap like this. When they're out here saying stuff like, Oh, oh, we're just, we, we care so much about the environment. We care so much about everything. And it's like, wait a minute. How do you care about the environment and yet you have a fortune in the Vatican and you're not selling it to solve this global warming crisis going on? Or this climate change? Where where are you with all that? You got one of the richest men on the planet making off with a bag telling America and the rest of the West that they need to pay for it saying this. Thank you for being so dumb. Now... Let's not, I'm getting off track here. Let's get back. Let's get back. I don't want. I don't want to scare people away. Cause when I get passionate, people can get a little offended, and they can feel hurt and attacked. And I don't want you to feel hurt. In fact, I want you to feel comfortable. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go and we're gonna focus a little bit more on mate selection. Now, according to Business Insider. There is a list that says 11 qualities in men that women find attractive. Now, ladies, ladies in the audience, if I haven't scared you off already, if you're still listening, I want you to, if you feel so inclined, hit me up on Twitter at Austin Creed, like I said, and let me know if this list is accurate. Because I could very well be mistaken with my take that I'm about to give you. And if I am wrong, you let me know. But I'm going to read it. This is now. This is Business Insider. They say, number one, that good looks can be a factor, but but they're not as important as you may think. Now, of course, right below that they have a picture of a really good-looking guy. So, I'm already skeptical off the bat. But it says they're citing journals... On evolutionary psychology, where they say they found that women typically choose better-looking men for flings, but not for long-term relationships. Now, that is actually true. As much as I... Men, men, if you're still listening to the show, I need to tell you something. We're going we're gonna to pause, and I'm going to reflect on something I discussed yesterday. Okay? Now, men, I want to tell you something. That your wife, your girlfriend... Your friend, girl, probably didn't tell you. Or your mom, she didn't tell you neither. I'm gonna tell you something. And uh, ladies, I'm sorry, but I gotta, I gotta tell them the truth. Okay. If you are married, you are not your wife's first choice. She wanted Chad, she wanted Tyrone, but they wouldn't commit to her, so she chose you. You were the nice guy. What she really wanted was the ultimate good-looking guy who was out here. But she, she was sounding like this when uh, he started to ghost her. Bueller? Bueller? Yeah, that's what she was sounding like when he started to ghost her. 
so she uh, chose you. Now, that's not to demean you or say that you're not worthy of anything. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is just be aware that if you're going to come up to me and say, Yeah, man, I'm the man, and my I hold masculine frame on my wife, and my wife loves me, and I was always a first choice. It's like, mm, uh, well, uh... I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one, Chief. I hope you're right, but statistically speaking, I, I don't think you are. Now, when you hear that, your first reaction is going gonna, is gonna to be this. But I'm telling you, it's not necessarily game over. But I just want you to be aware of it. And ladies, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to expose that because... I get it. It's, it's just business. You're just trying to survive out here. You're trying to do the best you can. And I understand that. And I have nothing against that. Everybody got to be out here doing their best. Next thing. Sense of humor. Now, here's something I've found interesting. Sense of humor only matters if you actually look good. Because if you don't... Is anybody out there besides me heard of the halo effect before? Am I alone? Halo effect is a psychological effect on the human brain. When you someone looks good, you automatically assume they have more favorable character traits to come with it. For example, if a girl looks really good to you men in the audience, you automatically assume that, oh, she must be a good person too. Versus if, you know, on the counter flip side, we'll say, ladies, have you ever seen a guy out there? He looks like Channing Tatum, or he looks like Chris Hemsworth, or he looks like... Uh, Michael B. Jordan, or something like that. You probably assume that, oh, he a good man too, and he probably a nice guy, and he probably would be good to me. Yeah, that's called the halo effect. Now, it may not happen to everybody, but I'm telling you, inherently, that's what it is. All the while, your brain fooling you, because it's just it's a psychological thing. We want pe we want people who look good to us to also be good people. That's just common decency, and we want we we want at all. Meanwhile, reality saying reality talking to us. Thank you for being so dumb. But it is what it is. Next thing, helping others is a desirable trait in men, according to this Business Insider article. Now I can see this being true. I'd say in general, people want to be around generous individuals because A, they want something from them, and B, because you want to be associated with people like this because then it makes you look like a better person too. You are who you hang out with, my friends, and if you hang out with people who are very Machiavellian up front, and it's not always, it's not always that easy because sometimes they get caught out here, but let's go on to the next one says, women tend to like men surrounded by flashy stuff. Oh, you mean women like men who have money? Yeah, exactly. Just like men like women who have looks and who tend to be nice people. Yeah, absolutely. They cite a British article in the, again, evolutionary psychology, saying that women choose men posing in front of an expensive car or apartment versus ordinary ones. Possibly because they make the men appear to be more more financially successful. That's true. I'm not going to argue with that. Next one. Women prefer dating an older man. Now this, this is something I have seen a lot recently in the news with 
with this new agenda being pushed of old uh, older guy going to what uh, to the junior college shout out to coach Greg Adams going to the junior college and you know maybe he's 45 and the woman's 25 20 you know she's in college and then oh he a creep oh he a, he a metaphile oh he uh he out here trying to get the the young girls it's like well he's not doing anything illegal if he was doing something illegal then yes he should go to prison but if he's not doing something illegal, then I, I don't understand why we're making an issue. I know older women who go after younger men. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's a real thing. Now, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't understand why we're not flipping it around. If you look at some of the older actresses and singers that are women, you would be shocked to find... How many of them have younger boyfriends or 25 to 30 while they're in their 50s? Not a lot, but there's certainly a few. And if you, but versus, let's flip that around, okay? Let's picture Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, or somebody of that caliber, right? And let's say that they get a divorce from their wife, and then they decide to get a woman half their age and bring her into the boardroom, take her on expensive vacations and all this stuff. He's going to lose business deals off of that because it looks bad. Even though it's not illegal, it just looks bad. Versus if a woman does it, it's empowering. I just find that interesting. It's not... Look, it is what it is. I'm not saying that it's bad one way or the other. I'm just saying it is what it is. Oh, look at this one. I'm surprised I mentioned this. I'm still on the Business Insider article now. It says, when men are, are unavailable, they might take... They might, sorry, they might make women want them more. Oh, you mean, is that true, ladies? That you tend to chase men who are unavailable? I've seen both sides of this, actually. I've seen both sides of this. I've seen some women be really put off by this. And I've seen other women kind of see it as a challenge. Same thing for men, by the way. A lot of men out there will say, oh, she got a boyfriend? Oh, I'm going to try to get her anyway, which I 100% disagree with, by the way. That's really scumbaggy. You want to treat people the way you want to be treated, and that's not okay. Oh, look at this one. Women like dogs. Yes, 100% true. 100% accurate. Alright, here's what we're going to go on to the next part here. Here's something that I found that I want... Look, ladies, I want your opinion on this because this is something that has really gotten to me. So... Before we go to that, I want to finish this insider article. It says, the very end, being zen and mindful is an attractive quality according to scientific studies. Now, a lot of this, has they cite speed dating, but I'm going to cite something a little more spiritual. And by spiritual, I mean someone who's really in touch with God, their, their spirituality, and they understand religion. Women tend to like that as well, by the way. So, but here's something I find rather interesting, is the church is not what it used to be. The church has been very feminized because the older men in the church are, in plain English, they're kind of simps. Women are out here allowed to wear whatever they want in church, kind of dressing like they for the streets a little bit. And then 
The young men are out here wearing basketball shorts to church. I don't think that's acceptable, by the way. I, I think that's reprehensible. Now, I'm not saying you need to get a Tom Ford suit and wear a nun's outfit to go to the church. Not what I'm saying. What I am saying is religion and the church should be taken more seriously. Now, here's something. For those of you who really know the Bible, you probably have read Genesis and you've probably read or at least heard about the book of Enoch. Now, it's not considered canon. For those of you who are going to come after me and say that that I'm spreading heresy, that it's not real, or that it's fake. It, it is real. I'm looking at the Torah.com, and it talks about the Watchers. So, for those of you, I don't want to go too far down the theological rabbit hole, because I could do it, and I will another time, but I'm not going to do it right now. But for those of you who don't know the story, the Watchers were angels who fell from heaven, and... Some of the, of the things they were rumored to have shown humans were makeup, yes, forbidden knowledge or magic, and then weapons. Now, for those of you who know who the Nephilim are from Genesis 6, 4, this is how that tied, the, the uh, watchers tie in with that for those of you who subscribe to the Jewish traditional view. As I am more inclined to do as well. But here's my question. Ladies, why do you wear makeup? Why is it that you feel the need to wear it? Do you do it for yourself? Do you do it to hide up maybe some blemishes? Do you do it to feel more confident? Why do you do it? That's what I want to know. Because a lot of times, the ladies, you get a bad rep out here for it. I've seen some really, uh, let's just say, shocking videos of... What a woman looks like all dolled up, and then what she looks like without the makeup. I think y'all are doing yourself a uh, disservice by doing that, in my opinion. And then all the makeup companies who are making a bag off you are out here saying this. Thank you for being so dumb. Because you're by, it is a multi-billion dollar industry. Now, I found this article... So scienceofpeople.com says an estimated 44% of American women do not like to leave the house without makeup. And now they cite two primary reasons for this. Number one is camouflage. They say women who are anxious and insecure tend to use makeup to appear less noticeable. Now by that, I assume they mean... Things like acne, maybe bad aging, potentially bad birthmarks, whatever. Maybe uh, they didn't have a good sun contrast. Maybe they're insecure about being very light-skinned or dark-skinned. Whatever it may be. It could be anything under the sun. But the second one, now this is where it gets interesting, y'all, says seduction. They say women who want to be noticeably more attractive tend to use makeup to be more confident, sociable, and assertive. Now, this is more of what I see. This is what I'm talking about. Now, the Bible talks about this, by the way. Now, for those of you who don't like how I talk about religion, I'm not going to apologize for that because it all ties in. The Bible, for those of you who may not believe it 
as I do, can at least see it as a manual in one of the biggest philosophy books to ever exist. Now, I'm going to continue with this article. It says, these 44% of women... 44%. Now, that's... This sounds self-reported, by the way. But... 44% at a minimum. Yeah, 44%. Now, it says 44% believe that they will show their natural... If they show their natural untouched face, they won't be able to accomplish either of these things. Without these things being camouflage and seduction. And they will be treated differently. It turns out... There is some science to back up these fears that are driving them to wear makeup. Now, I love how we're blaming other people for this. It started off like people, it started off saying, hey, they wear this for themselves. And now, not only are they trying to paint it as they're doing it for themselves, but also that it's your fault. It's your fault, Jermaine ass sucker. Yeah, it's you. It's your fault, man. It's your fault. How dare you judge us? So we got to wear this. Now, I could be reading it wrong, but that's how I see it. And the next thing they cite, it says, Women have it drilled into them from a young age that to be successful in everything, from dating to job interviews to forming friendships with other popular girls, they need to be pretty. Well, I can't disagree with that completely. I think that's a very fair point. I'm not going to disagree with that. However, what I will offer you are some Bible verses where it talks about makeup. Y'all ready for this? I hope you are, because this is going to blow the whole house of cards down. Y'all ready for this? Alright, let's start from the top. Deuteronomy 22.5 A woman shall not wear a man's garment, nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. Tell that to the LGBTQ people. Now, I don't say that to hate. I say that as this is what the Bible says. Now, for those of you who know who Jezebel is, does anybody remember that Bible story? Or for those of you who may be unfamiliar with the story of Jezebel. She was once the queen of Israel. Back when it was split between the tribes of Judah and the rest of Israel, the 11 others. She was the queen. Her husband's name was Ahab. She, it talks about in 2 Kings 9.30, says... When Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. She painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked out the window. Now, that may mean nothing to you, but it's very interesting to know that she placed such high regard for makeup and for making sure that she always, quote, looked the best or that she was always mesmerizing at all times. Because I... I'm inclined to believe that many women today have the Jezebel spirit within them and they don't even realize it. I'll give you one more. The show is going to run a little bit long. Next one. 1 Timothy 2, 9-10. through 10. 
Likewise, also that woman should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or other costly attire, but with that it is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. I don't know who that seems like improper English to me, but we'll we'll go with it anyway. The general when's the last time you heard a pastor talk about modesty and self-control in a church? And not just self-control directed at men, but at women who seek approval and attention from men. Now, ladies, I don't say that to demonize you. I just say it as a matter of fact, and we need to cut the bullcrap. That's how the world works. And I'm not saying that you should be condemned for that. I think it's just the way the world works. But I don't want people to lie about it anymore. Speaking of lying, if it, for those of you who want something to laugh at, really want to see it, what it is I'm talking about, there's a website called BoardPanda.com. If you look up Instagram versus reality, they expose the truth about these unrealistic, perfect pictures that you'll see on the Instagram. Now, for those of you thirsty men out there, yes, you, I know, I know you, I know you're out there, you thirsty men who see these, who follow these girls on Instagram, thinking, "Oh, yo, Austin, she thick, man. Yeah, Austin, she hot. Yeah, Austin, she look at her, she fine." Well. You uh, might unfollow some of these women when you look at what their uh, Instagram picture is versus what the actual, what they actually look like in real life. The level of Photoshop, makeup, filters, lighting, all this stuff is crazy. It is crazy. Now... Keep in mind that AI is coming out with AI-generated women now. So not only are we not are we going to have more of this, we're going to have these these pictures of these women that aren't even real people. They are matrix women. They're not even real. They're just pixels. They're not even real. Now, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not going to describe it to you because a lot of this is something you'd have to see. Just I wanted to point out, more than anything else in this segment, that there's one picture in particular with this young with this young woman wearing sunglasses, where if you look at the what she looks like in real life versus what she looks like on Instagram, I love how a lot of feminists, and even some genuinely concerned women out there, will talk about how, oh, we're being body shamed and... Blah and whatnot, which to an extent is true because it goes across both ways. Both men and women get body shamed. That's why body dysmorphia is through the roof. Nonetheless, I want you to look mainly at this picture because if you go to the website and you look at it, I'll describe it for you. They have her with the perfect, what I call the golden ratio, the hourglass figure. And it's very obvious that it's edited, by the way, if you're really paying attention. It's what we as men are programmed to want. Biologically speaking, of course. And socially, because this is pushed all over the place. But do you just look at her on the left photo versus the right photo? On the right, she looks like a normal person. But on the left, she looks like a Barbie. Fake. Now, you thirsty guys will still simp over this woman, even though it's not actually who she is. You'll still do it. I don't blame the women for you doing this, by the way. Men do this too, but to a less extent. 
Instagram is just out of control with all the fake trickery and witchcraft out here. And by witchcraft, I mostly mean makeup, because makeup's out of control. Now, for those women out there who are calling me, and probably calling me a misogynist, a dusty, I hate women, blah, 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 you're wrong. You're 100% wrong about that. Here, here, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let good old Donald say it better than me. I'm going to look up the definition of misogyny for you. You ready for this one? It says, misogyny is defined as dislike of, contempt for, or ingrained prejudice against women. Now, none of those things describe me. Not at all. I can dislike behavior demonstrated by certain individuals without disliking an entire subspecies of the human race, with the males being the other subspecies. I dislike certain behavioral traits and character traits, not people. I can't, I don't know most of these people in real life, so therefore how can I dislike them as being themselves, much less being a woman? I think if you hate anybody because of their race, their sex, or anything about them that they did not choose, that makes no sense. We don't live in a MMORPG world where before you come into the world, they say, hello, welcome to Earth. Uh, please choose your character. Please choose your race. Please choose your height. Please choose uh, your dimensions for how you want your body to look symmetrically. Please choose uh, who your parents will be. Please choose your genetic code. Please choose your profession. No. Now, some of those things you can influence. To an extent, absolutely. You can't choose your genetics, you can't choose your parents, you can't choose your race, you can't choose your sex, you can't choose any of those things. So you shouldn't be demonized for it. I don't understand that. I wanted to give that disclaimer out there because people will probably misquote me. So if you want, get out your recorders, wind back the stream, and tape what I just said. Now... I'm going to close up this show by bringing up one last thing that I think is extremely important. The feminists scream about the patriarchy, how the patriarchy is evil, it's after them. It's, it's the boogeyman of our time. It's the ever... It's the ever-increasing boogeyman that's coming out and the feminists are just going after it, hook, line, and sinker. But here's an article from the World Economic Forum of all places saying that why women in matriarchal societies tend to thrive better for women, it's better for the woman's health. So in other words, if women are in charge, they think it's better for women. Which, by that, they are indirectly implying that a patriarchal society is better for men. I just, I don't understand why there's so much hatred across the board of, oh, it's woman against man, race against race, class against class. Like, why? What? I don't understand it. It's so infantile. But nonetheless, we're going to dive in. We're going to dive into this. They bring up multiple examples of women, like a matriarchal societies found all over the world with most of them being 
in Asia, incidentally, and in Africa. Uh, they have one in China. They have one in... I'm pretty sure they had one in Africa as well. I just find it interesting that they don't also cite that there is one emerging in America today. Now, people are going to come at me and they're going to use the definition and try to tell me that the, by definition it can't it doesn't exist. Well, I'm going to answer their their uh, statement with a question. What has more power in the human body, the neck or the head? The head cannot move without the neck. And if the neck is cut, the head is also severed. In this analogy, the women are the neck and the men are the head. Women hold power over men by definition, and I'll tell you why. The, I'm surprised the economic forum failed to mention this, considering that you know they're supposed to be experts on economics and not just agenda pushing. There's this new thing in economics called supply and demand. Now, men will always have a demand for sex with women. There will always be a market for that because it is ingrained in men for us to desire it. So women will always hold power over men because we they have something that we want. That's why prostitution is referred to as the oldest profession on the planet. That is why. Because as soon as a one woman figured out, hey, wait a minute, a lot of dudes want to get with me and they're willing to pay for it, suddenly it caught on like wildfire and it hasn't stopped since. Now, I'm not making... I, I can tell you from a moral standpoint, based on my religious beliefs, I believe that to be wrong. I will, however, also tell you that by definition, marriage is a form of prostitution. Now, you may be shocked by that statement. It might be sounding like Shaggy out here saying this. But I'll tell you something else. You want Prostitution is just payment for sex. Married men pay the most. They pay for the woman's whole lifestyle. <sighs> but most people aren't going to see it. You know what? What am I even talking about? People aren't going to see what I'm talking about. They're just going to call me names. They're not going to listen. Y'all probably turned the show off already. You don't want to hear it. I get it. I get it. However, I'm bringing it up because women are increasingly becoming the voting voting majority in this country. Last time I checked, it was 60%. Uh, record number of women are entering Congress. Uh, the Me Too movement. The way, the constant bombardment of feminism and the demonization of men. The matriarchy is emerging, my friends. Now, whether it's good or bad by definition remains to be seen. However, I am inclined to tell you that any extreme or any ism is bad because it puts on this idea of it's my way or the highway. I think it's dangerous. But ladies, 
I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoyed the show and didn't get too offended, man. If you're still here, I hope you learned something. Show's gone a little bit longer than I expected. I, I I'm gonna start s sounding like Ferris Bueller's teacher here in a second. So I'm going to cut the show off here. I hope everybody enjoyed it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, hit me up on Twitter at Aussie Creed. You can find me there. Feel free to follow me if you so choose to. If not, just hit me up with questions or criticisms or anything you may have. If you And if you do go there, you'll find a link to the Patreon page for the channel and for the show. Where if you feel so inclined, you can support the show. would be greatly appreciated. I'm working on getting more content over there for Patre for the Patreons. For the patrons over there so I can give them back as they are giving to me. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you being here. For those of you who stuck around, I appreciate you. God bless you. God bless your family. And God bless America.